All right. Welcome back to the Game Link Podcast. I'm your host, Lebby. And as always, I'm joined by my friend, Elmer. How are you doing, Elmer? Hater Hoder. Not too bad today. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about Max Payne from 2008, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Um, but I guess before we get into that, uh, how was your week, Elmer? What have you been up to? Well, um, actually in the past two weeks since we last talked, um, I don't know, kind of the same thing as what we were at the last time I talked to you. <laughs> uh, I had a little shindig out over our place on Easter. That was a lot of fun. Did a very delicious alcoholic-based ham. Ooh. Not a rum ham, though, compared to what everybody <laughs> who watches, um, it's always sunny would think. Uh, no, uh. Princeton, Minnesota's own Revelstoke Pecan Whiskey. We basted that sucker in with some nice fresh pineapple slices cultivated from over at the uh, Cambridge Isani Co-op. And ooh, delicious, delicious ham on Easter. So just remember, if you're thinking Minnesotan, think Revelstoke. <laughs> and Isani County's Bonds Co-op. Oh, boy. Um, here, before we get too far, could you move that mic closer to you somehow? Sorry, we uh, we were kind of rushing this and forgot to mic check. This is the latest we've ever started one of these, and we're rushing it. Yeah, that'll tell you <laughs> what our day has been. <laughs> yeah, it's been a hectic day. Um, let's see, what did I do? I watched, um, what's it called, Little Evil, the uh, Adam Scott horror movie, which is just basically one big satire of other great horror movies, and they it, it was great. It was so good. Specifically, that one is a satire of one of my all-time favorites, The Omen. Which actually comes into play with the film we're doing today. I just figured I'd throw that out there as a little teaser as to what is to come, inevitably. <laughs> yeah, but if you haven't seen Little Evil, I know it's... I mean, it came out in 2018, so four years ago already. Jesus. But... uh I watched it for the first time, and I absolutely loved it. So uh, if you kind of like a little bit of schlock and a little bit of like self-aware horror comedy type stuff, definitely check it out. Uh, I loved it. Um, besides that, what else did I do? Uh, ooh, I also um, I got some some modifications planned for... Once I can come back to Twitch with gaming, once my uh, medical condition has finally improved, which I'm I'm getting close. So um, I have HDMI um, output modifications for the GameCube and Xbox planned to stream on Twitch, as well as like a, a disk drive emulator for the PlayStation 1, where you just put an SD card in with all your games and you can play them and stuff. So... I got a few things that's like more like just hanging out, uh, maybe doing a little bit of soldering, and you know if anyone's um, interested, I can give a few like tips on on how I I repair stuff and install stuff. So it'll be a lot of fun. How much do you want for that PlayStation I sold you back in, or back in two thousand and four? Well, you know, just for you, Elmer. I'll give it to you for 20 bucks because that's how much I paid for it, what, 15, 18 years ago? Better question. How much would it cost for you to not only give me that thing, which I know what you're thinking of, that, oh, it's a barely untouched, prime of its life, 1997 built PS1, not even PS1, PlayStation, mm -hmm. uh, original cords within everything, and it's still running for you, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, crap, what am I going to sell it to this asshole for? But now I'm going, oh, wait, would you be able to put one of those aftermarket chips? Because I want nothing more to be able to play Bloody Roar 2, Siphon Filter 2, Metal of Honor Underground, and, oh, the masterpiece that are the medieval series on Ooh, that thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, like, if you, if you want that... Um... We can talk after the podcast and just have you some, order some parts, but yeah, it's it's ready to go. I don't know. To a certain degree, I think of us talking about what all of this kind of setup and payoff and time and kind of thing would be. I think of anything that might help to help you grow your interest as well as just kind of your <laughs> showcasing your knowledge. Yeah, and well, one the thing is, I have I have totes and totes of um, half broken consoles and stuff in my basement. So when I was um, when I was you know, ordering the stuff to do this disk drive mod on a PlayStation 1. I was originally going to do it to the 
PlayStation 1 you sold me so many years ago. Um, but I was like, you know, this has a perfectly working, like, disk drive and stuff. It'd be a shame to just kind of, like, waste that. And then I remembered, hey, I have a PlayStation 1 in a tote in the basement that has no disk drive at all. I, I think I forged it out of a dumpster. I think <laughs> so... you said forged for a second. So I'm like, wait, he literally pan-built a plastic <laughs> No, no, I pulled this thing out of a dumpster or, or a box of garbage or something and... Uh, yeah, it's ready to go. I just need to put this this mod in it, and then I yeah, then I still have two more working PlayStation ones. So yeah, if you want one, I will I will make that happen for you, and I'll I'll stream myself modding it on Twitch. So. This you foraging out of a dumpster finding a PlayStation? I'm just like, hey, look, I found a box of half-eaten hoes, and then I realize, <laughs> oh wait, no, it's a non-functioning PlayStation. Hey Shit. man, think think what you will, but I got an Xbox that way. I got a couple Sega Genesis that way. The the PlayStation Two that's sitting under my entertainment center right now, I pulled out of a dumpster. Remember, these are not the same dumpster, nor are they the same dumpster <laughs> on the same night. This is over other courses of him going, ooh, dumpster. This is this is yeah, over the course of years, like either like my dad my dad does a lot of like consignment auctions and stuff, so he'll just buy whole pallets full of garbage, not knowing what's in there. Uh, and like give me these old broken consoles and stuff. And then yeah, other times yeah, I'll just be like when I lived at an apartment complex, just like taking out the trash and noticing, you know, a Sega Genesis sitting there or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I I kind of felt silly holding on to this stuff for so long, and then things like this where I'm replacing a disc drive and I just happen to have a working PlayStation without a disc drive. It's it feels good. I don't feel silly for saving this stuff for so long. But. Uh... Now, I'm thinking about the hardware capabilities in it, and at least what we have today, in, at least in terms of, like, emulation technology. Mm-hmm. I feel like we could do this about now. How funny would it be, you and I do a video where it's that original PlayStation, just thinking to myself, hmm, what do we want to play today? Just be like, ah, pull the PlayStation off the wall, set it down in front of the computer. You or I, I should say. And now, what game to play? Hmm, you're going through and you're looking, you're trying to find it, go... Ah, and you pull up a copy of Uncharted. Go over to the original <laughs> PlayStation, that. put it in. Was Uncharted was even on the original PlayStation? I thought that was no, PS2. No, that no, yeah, no, that was Naughty Dog and PS3. Oh, PS3. Okay. What I mean is, though, do you think emulation technology is small enough? You'd be able to fit it inside of a PlayStation and then be able to actually play. I mean, it'd Someone... just be a prop that the that the disc is sitting in there as a joke. Not, it wouldn't actually be running it. It would just be mm-hmm. putting it in the disc drive, pretty much. Oh, I mean, yeah, that'd be easy enough to do. But, like, uh, gosh, was it someone took Elden Ring and made a version of Elden Ring that ran up the PlayStation 1? <laughs> they just, you know, you you recode, you know, texture mapping and, and polygon count and everything and... I've seen someone attempt to play that on PS4, and I can definitely say, don't play that unless you have a PS goddamn 5. Which... How the hell did they get that thing running on something that my fucking smartwatch has more RAM than? Well, and there's also a, di- a big difference between the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4 Pro. Like, I have the Pro, and that could probably run it decently, but compared to the original PlayStation, like my or PlayStation 4, the, the Pro has like almost double the power. So it's, and, and even that's like a stretch. I've been, personally, I've been trying to buy a PlayStation 5 for months. I'm I'm following Twitter accounts that give you, like, in-stock alerts and things like that. And it'll be like, in, in 10 minutes, it's going to be available on this website. So I'll sit there and I'll refresh for 10 minutes until it's finally available. And I'll add it to my cart and I'll go to checkout, put in my card details and hit pay. And within that 20 seconds that it took me to fill up my cart details, they're all out of stock. And it's every single time, like multiple times a week for months. I'm getting really frustrated trying to buy buy a PlayStation 5. But um, anyway, we've gotten really off topic. Uh, (laughs) Moral of the story, we (laughs) really don't want to talk about Max Payne tonight. Oh my god. So before I get into the game, um, I want to say that during this movie... I, I like actively was not caring 
and I even left at one point because I just I didn't care about what was happening. So before we get into that uh, and completely shit on the movie, let's talk about the game. Um, have you ever played Max Payne, Elmer? Yes, I have. I loved Max Payne 1 and 2. Yeah. I've not had a chance yet to play Max Payne 3. I really want to. I'm Every single time I think about to myself, oh, I want to play Max Payne 3, whenever I think about playing Max Payne 1 and 2, oh, I just think to myself, I need to try to run over to my computer or run over to my Xbox and see if I can't download a copy. I love the Max Payne series. Um, as somebody who grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, and just with how saturated the market was with everything that was The Matrix... And Max Payne was, like, one of the most forefront games that actually have, like, a bullet time, dual-wielding oh, yeah. firearm mechanic. It's like, this is the coolest thing I'm going to get to an actual Matrix game. And then uh, they released how many different Matrix games? And where it's like, well, no, Max think... Payne is still the closest we've ever come to an actual Matrix game. <laughs> Three or four Matrix games. And then they just came out with the, the new Matrix game uh, running on the new Unreal Engine and... I don't know much about the gameplay or the game itself, but it looks amazing. So um, I might have to pick it up once I'm able to snag a PlayStation 5. Whoa, it's on the PS5? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with their with their crazy solid-state controller technology and their... Uh, their ray tracing and shit like it's gonna it's gonna look good is it bad that my actual unintentional this is me not being ironic but i just realized this is what i was about to do it i was gonna say oh god that's gonna sound so pun intended i literally almost did a completely unironic just whoa <laughs> a little keanu low whoa specifically <laughs> after watching Lawrence fishburne jump two buildings whoa. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've also played Max Payne, um, probably not as much as you have. I think I own like the original and maybe the second one on PC, but I like played a little bit of it and I like got to the bullet time stuff and I was like, you know, I, I, I get it. I don't need to really play much more of this, but it did seem like a whole lot of fun just by the, I got to it a little too late. Uh, by the time I got to it, there was other stuff that was much more fluid, but, um, if you didn't know, it's a third-person shooter. Um, it's developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Gathering of De Developers. Um, it centers on a former NYPD detective named Max Payne, who he uh, he's trying to solve the murder of his family while also investigating a drug trafficking case involving um, a new designer drug called Valkyr. Um, in doing this, he becomes, um, kind of mixed up in a big, like, conspiracy involving, like, a big pharmaceutical company and organized crime and secret society and the military, and it, it, it's way too much story than should be in one video game. Um, for a video game that literally consists of move from one room to another to shooting people while jumping through the air and hitting the Q button to slow down time, yeah, no, there's way too much story going on. Yeah, there's so much story. Um, and it's kind of like most of it's told, instead of using cutscenes, they'll use like comic strips. Um, but yeah, it, it features a gritty neo-noir style um, it uses like the the graphic novel panels, like I said, like the comic book panels, um, and then they just put voiceovers to that instead of doing whole cutscenes, which not only saved space but kind of let people interpret it kind of more how they felt, which which really worked out for them. Um, they they drew inspiration from hard boiled detective novels uh, by authors like Mickey Spillane and Dashmal Hammond. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you use the word hard-boiled, considering that, oh, that is the name of a movie I was quoting the entire time. <laughs> we were watching this going, oh, this feels like if you gave the movie hard-boiled fucking Valium. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, the, the movie did kind of draw a lot from the game, but not enough. I don't feel like they can put, be put in the same category. 
Um, but yeah, the game was released in July 2001 um, for Windows. Um, it was like a few months later released on Mac OS, and then there were ports for the PS2 and the Xbox. And then they made an, adapt- an, an adaptation for the Game Boy Advance a few years later. And then they did mobile versions for iOS and Android, um, which those were done by Rockstar Games. Um, they had a Dreamcast version plant- well in the works, but then it got canceled because the Dreamcast got discontinued. But this thing was on everything. It was on the Xbox 360. It was on the PS3. It was on the PS4. It was on the Xbox One. Um, and the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, what about my beloved Nokia N-Gage? I don't think it was on the N-Gage. We got so <laughs> many Splinter Cell games on that fucking thing. And you're telling me I didn't get one goddamn x game? No, but good news... They're working on a remake of the original Max Payne that's going to be coming out on PC, PS5, and Xbox uh, Series X or S. Great! I don't run any of those machines that can run that! This game has been on everything to come out since 2001. Uh, It's ridiculous. So this should be on the same level when they talk about the joke of like, oh, whenever we're, we're in trouble, we see you three. And it's uh, Minecraft, GTA Five, and um, Skyrim. Should we add Max Payne to that I, file I too? I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's right up there with Skyrim almost. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, this game was on the original Game Boy Advance. Not even which, the one with the backlit screen. Which they had to completely like make a whole different version for the Game Boy Advance because you couldn't do a third-person shooter. You had to do like some top-down 2D crap. So it's like, I don't even know why they wasted their time. Caleb, they put, they put Medal of Honor Underground oh, on the Game Boy Advance. Trust me. Oh, I know. They got a first-person shooter on that bitch. You can get whatever the hell you want. Oh, God. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, so the way it worked, like uh, th- I guess in 1996, Remedy Entertainment, they just fir- finished their first game, um, and they immediately had this new idea for a third-person shooter. Um, it was inspired by Tomb Raider, which had come out just a year or two before. Um, but they all they did decide to avoid Tomb Raider's terrible camera system. Thank God. <laughs> Although I will say, while better, there are still a few aspects in the original Max Payne that you're just like, okay, this camera system is up its own ass. But yeah. yeah, so not nearly as bad as the original Tomb Raider, not nearly as bad as Dino Crisis. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll get to the, I mean, the camera isn't as bad as Tomb Raider, but it was also running on a custom-made engine for Max Payne, which was great in a lot of ways, but yeah, the camera was not... I mean, it was pretty good for the time. Yes, anyway. very good. Um, but the, like the starting point for the game for them was like the archetype of the private eye and the hard-boiled cop. Um, they just w- wanted that to be used in a game with like a, d- a deeper psychological story than than what people were used to. Um, the working titles were Dark Justice and Max Heat. <laughs> which okay so wordplay on a tv show called dick justice and a porn film called max heat yeah is it i was about to say i'm like no matter what you say with those two I'm like, like are we days. sure those aren't those aren't actually chuck norris movies from the fucking mid 90s <laughs> i'm like they're not steven seagal because steven seagal has to have like three or four actual uh uh syllables in his titles but yes now i'm just like are we sure that max heat wasn't <laughs> Oh yeah, like the, it all just sounds like even Max Payne sounds like a bad porno movie. Max Payne is a bad porn star, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, he looks like Pinhead. It's just on the other head. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 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 actually really glad that they landed on Max Payne instead of <laughs> what was it? Dark Justice and Max Heat. Um. Max Heat. <laughs> it's literally the name of a porno. <laughs> it's so funny. And this conversation is going to get so much better. And trust me, I know I've been dropping hints about all the shit I'm going to talk about in my portion. But, oh, trust me, it's going to get better after what I watched earlier this week. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, but yeah, like I said before, um, instead of cutscenes, they had these comic panels with voiceovers. Um, they did it to be more effective and costly, also to take up less space. And um, it, like I said, it forced the the player to interpret each panel for themselves. And um, quote, the nuances are there in the head of the reader. It would be much harder to reach that level in game with pre-rendered cinematics. Um, <laughs> whatever that means, that was the developer of the game. Um, <laughs> now, do you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like, oh shit, we went over budget. What are we gonna do for the cutscenes? I got an idea. Well, and they also, they, like the the plot for this game, if you couldn't tell uh, with the amount of different crazy shit that's going on, they didn't really have it planned out all the way. Uh, when they started, they kind of just started making it and fucking bullshitting as they went. So using the whole comic page system also allowed them to swap parts of the story around if they needed to. Oh, definitely. No, I could easily see that, especially with... I mean, I've heard of horror stories with different game companies where they change the game up so much before the release of the game. They're like, well, if we have all these pre-rendered cutscenes, what are we going to do? Chop them up, move it from this side to that side kind of thing for it. And that, that's what I kind of meant when I said it's just yeah. like, well, what are we going to do for our cuts? You know, we were over about to, we're going to do get the cutscenes out, just have some jackass in art department, drop a bunch of fucking panels, throw it in there. <laughs> what, you know, just think of a reason why. Oh, the gamer will interpret however they will with this going on in the background. Yeah, well, and at least it's not something where they were, like, planning on doing cutscenes, but then they were running out of time, so they were just like, fuck it, do comics instead. It was planned from the beginning, so I think it ended up working for them. And that kind of does make sense. Uh, just talking about just how you said that there's basically a five-year development before this game was actually released mm -hmm. in terms of everything. Yep. Because I keep dropping hints, so I'll get into it a little bit more with the actual filmmaking aspect, uh, aspect but uh, Hard Boiled, which is a 1992 movie by the master that... Sorry. The, uh, the master that is John Woo, uh, one of the greatest Ooh. film directors... Greatest action film director, shall we say, of all time, uh, Chinese gentleman. Uh, that was actually his last uh, Chinese film before he came to the United States to make the masterpieces that are Hard Target, Face Off, <laughs> Broken Arrow, uh, <clears throat> and um, what was the other one? Oh, yes, uh, Wind Talkers with Nicolas Cage. Which made Nicolas Cage <laughs> in World War II. I kill Christian Slater gets killed with a fucking katana. <laughs> this is a movie. Sorry. All right. Uh, Peter Stormare plays an American general. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. uh, but anyway, no. Uh, the, you you look at this game in which you're running around, you're jumping through the air, you're shooting guns two at a time, throwing them away, grabbing another gun out of the air and shooting it. This was the precursor to Super Hot. And before oh, that, yeah. the precursor to this was hard-boiled. And you're playing this, you're like, no, this is the hard-boiled video game. You ask anybody, what's the what's the plot of hard-boiled? They go, I don't know. I don't they know. Shot, they shoot out it's all about, scene and shoot out another scene. Yeah, it's all about jumping and shooting. Jump and shoot. That's all you need. And that is all... You could tell You could tell me what the plot of the first two Max Payne games are. I couldn't tell you. Right. I'd be like, really? You could just make up whatever the hell off the top of your head. All I remember is jumping through the air and shooting, like, six guys in a room. It's once. like paying attention to the plot in Call of Duty. No one fucking cares. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, they... they Speaking... Of, so, back to cutscenes, though, real quick. They actually did have a few pre-rendered cutscenes, but it was only for uh, the action sequences. Um, but, yeah, I... You know, like... <laughs> It just has it just has too much uh, story to it, which I'm sure it's an interesting story. I don't know. You brought up pharmaceutical companies and legal drugs and secret society, and I'm just like, oh god, this is turned into your average episode of Alex Jones, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the the movie did a pretty good job of involving just countless ridiculous storylines all overlapping each other. Well, I just meant what you were talking about with the video game. So I was just saying, <laughs> dude, the video game sounds like an episode of Alex Jones. This feels yeah. like Mother Jones Central. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Remedy Entertainment they 
created a custom game engine for it. They called it Mad FX. Um, the only games to use this engine were Max Payne and Max Payne 2. Um, they even had like a level editor for it and everything like that. Uh, and the only, really, the only other thing it's been used for is maybe some indie games, but uh, it was licensed to Future Mark, which you might not know because you're kind of new to the whole PC benchmarking stuff but um future mark makes a program called 3d mark which is a benchmarker for like graphics cards and stuff so um yeah it was it was licensed to them who made the 2001 second edition of uh 3d mark so really early benchmarking software uh was just max Payne basically <laughs> what we're doing just with how smooth a lot of the movement and combat is in this that is actually not a bad idea of actually doing it for yeah. ramp space well and, you know we're we're lucky it came out so smooth and stuff because it was initially scheduled to release almost two whole years prior to when it did um it was scheduled to release summer of 1999 but it was repeatedly delayed and had uh heavy uh revamping in 2000 um they like pretty much like redid the whole like graphic system to improve it to more like realistic textures and lightings and stuff for the the new consoles that had just come out and uh they had like a whole multiplayer mode that was cut out of the game anyone else having flashbacks to cyberpunk 2077 here in this about should have came out two years prior which is crazy because this game you know coming out five years after they started development basically like that was a long time in mm-hmm. the 90s five years on a game was ridiculous in the 90s and they still had to cut a bunch of good stuff uh i haven't really looked into too much like what was happening in the studio at that time but um chances are multiple people were, were fired in this process i can almost guarantee that remedy entertainment that actually sounds really really familiar uh you said that their prior success what was their previous success? uh let's see what did they make let me just wikipedia this Next time we go into a wiki mode, we have to have a. We need to have the Wikipedia music, which either needs to be. So I mean, uh, I I haven't found their first game yet, but they they are the same people that made Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. No, I knew that. Yep, yep. Knew that I, I did not know that they did Quantum Break. Oh God, they did Quantum Break. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Death Rally. I, that was their first game, Death Rally. Oh. Wait, that just looks... It's just Twisted Metal, basically. You do a Twisted Metal knockoff, and then you make Max Payne. <laughs> yeah, which Max Payne is just one Matrix ripoff. Which actually leads me into my next um, topic. Um, th- once it released in 2001, there were inevitably tons of comparisons to the matrix um that so the the designers of the game even included like homages to the film in order to capitalize on the hype of people being like this is just like the matrix um so for instance the the detonation of the subway tunnel door that gives you access to the bank vault is similar to the cartwheeling elevator door in the movie uh, what is like pretty much the same exact thing, which I thought I was gratuitous in the film. I remember playing the game and seeing that and going, "Oh, that's just gross." Yeah, and then the intro to the game, uh, the level called "Nothing to Lose," it's really similar to like the the lo- the, like, the hotel lobby or bank lobby or whatever it is, the lobby shootout in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real similar, um, so it's kind of cool. Like they were pretty self aware with that. Um. But, uh, yeah, so, um, it did pretty well. Uh, it was the, the U.S.'s 19th best-selling PC game of 2001, which is pretty dang good. Especially with all the good shit that did come out in 2001. Yeah, let's see what came out in 2001. PC games. Uh, let's see, Blood 2 for Monolith. Um. Let's see, we got... 
Aliens vs. Predator 2. Yes, from Rebellion. Yeah, we got Return to Castle Wolfenstein. We got Diablo 2. Came out in 2001. Civilization 3. Red Faction. Mm. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Command and Conquer came out, or one of them came out in 2001. Yeah, we had... Um, the first Serious Sam came out that year. That was the one that was in the back of my mind. I'm like, shit, what yep. was that? Yep. Oh, do I see who I think I see? You got right Baldur's there? Gate 2. Oh, uh, they have the first Arma. No, that's Operation Flashpoint. Yeah, I know. That's the precursor. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I yeah that's the uh, people who created Arma. I I've, I've never so really been... like the Arma uh, prototype, pretty much. Yeah, I've never really been an Arma fan, so I didn't know it. Although I do own a few of the games, of course. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. What else came out that oh, year? First Gothic. Yep. RuneScape came out that year. Devil May Cry came out that year. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, which I played the shit out of. Uh, Silent Hill Two. Silent Hill Two. Man, a lot of good stuff. Um, Ghost Recon. That was the uh, other one that I was waiting for you to get to. Oh, GTA Three. Yeah. Uh, I guess the better question is, what uh, came out on the PC though? These are all PC games. Uh, that inevitably for uh, GTA Three, but the, GTA Three did not come out for the PS. Uh, for or, sorry, for the PC in two thousand one. Oh well, Google says it did. So <laughs> sorry, that's why I'm a little confused. <laughs> I'm seeing some of these titles. I'm like, oh, those were not on that in that era. Yeah, but I mean, like within yep, yep, the yep. within the next couple years, when it came out on PC two or PS two and stuff, it also got like mm-hmm. multiple like awards and trophies and whatever for. I guess what we what we're trying to get at is just how stacked the actual original uh, PC market was at the time, and just to think that it came out as the highest, one of the highest in the top twenty yeah. right there. That's insane. With, yeah, it did very well, especially for out. being a brand new IP, something that wasn't yeah. based off of anything else. So if you're a if you're a shooter fan, um, I definitely recommend picking up the remake of this on the next gen consoles when it comes out. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I got for the game. Uh, what were you able to find for this movie? Oh, gosh. I don't even want to know. This film is made by one of my most hated filmmakers working a day. Oh, boy. I have nothing personally wrong with the director known as John Moore. I have nothing personally against him. He is just... His entire filmography are films that... I would not piss on them if they were on fire. <laughs> if he himself was on fire, I probably wouldn't piss on him. You had luck, buddy. Mr. Moore is the gentleman who directed <clears throat> such masterpieces as Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson. <laughs> the Omen remake from 2006 with Lee Schreiber. Max Payne, starring Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. <laughs> 2013's, uh, uh, 2013's, To Live Free, or no, A Good Day to, no, wait, no. Yeah, it is, A Good Day to Die Hard, a.k.a. The Last Die Hard movie, a.k.a. The movie that killed the fucking franchise. And then some other piece of shit that went direct to, video back in 2016 this guy hasn't had a career since anyway this guy sucks (laughs) this guy really sucks i mean the only movie of his that's actually kind of interesting to see is the movie flight of the phoenix just because of how many famous people are in it you're like okay how many naked pictures did you have of these people to put them in this piece of shit anyway long story short the fact that one of the worst directors that we have working today and again, I'm nothing against John Moore personally. Just, dude, no, you suck. Anyway, somehow he got the rights to do the Max Payne movie where they took all the interesting elements. Like you said the words earlier, neo-noir. Yeah. Which are extremely interesting. Because it's just saying a new form of the noir picture, which comes from the French for, well, pretty much what we call noir films today, which were like cheap detective stories from like the 1930s and and such. Uh, Noir is actually French for black, and what they're referring to is the heavy use of black and white photography for a lot of these cheap movies. And that uh, neo-noir has had a big influence on just worldwide cinema and storytelling for a long time. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is probably the most famous 
per person who's actually done a lot of neo-noir style films. Yeah. Uh, well, and I even pointed out before uh, Sin City, like mm-hmm. it, it kind of had that same that same kind of visual feel, mm-hmm. um, but none of the good story. So. <laughs> I brought up John Woo earlier. I brought up just the sense of action that almost all of his films have and were the inspiration for the for the game of Max Payne. Why on God's green earth would you make Max Payne more of an actual neo-noir and put none of the neo, none of the noir, and put the, all of the no, both no's, both no-no's. <laughs> Why would you do that for this film? Yeah... Let's put it this way. I love organized crime film, uh, Goodfellas. One of my favorite films of all time. I was bored when I saw this movie back in 2008, and I was and I was sober. Dear God, with how much I did not give a shit watching this movie today, 14 huh. years later, sitting on the couch. I can't even imagine what my head place would have been like that. Well, it transplanted myself back And then. this, this is what makes me kind of feel bad, is like we... We decided to talk about these movies for a podcast and make it and try to make it interesting. But like, uh, when Archangel uh, in the chat earlier was kind of giving us a hard time for how bad we shit on Assassin's Creed when we saw that movie, we it's feel like, bad now. We we were a little hard on that one. Yeah, and we're gonna be a little hard on this one too. I feel, but I that, don't think there's gonna be any defenders on that one or on this one. Yeah, but I mean, keep in mind, folks, that if if we are saying something negative about a film you like, we don't. We're not trying to be offensive. To quote the "We Hate Movies" guys, guys, it's okay to like a movie. We yeah. we are just looking at it from our own personal tastes. The same thing when we talk about video games. I mean, we've talked about some games before that both of us, uh, one of us has played more than the other, and the one person liked it a hell of a lot more, and that doesn't mean that the game is shit or the game yeah. is the greatest thing ever made. So, no, yeah. we're sorry for any insensitivities or any problems that we have <laughs> or any things that we say that makes fun of, or I shouldn't say makes fun of, but, you know, causes offense towards any of your own personal beliefs yeah. and or, well, personal well, the, And the, the thing is, like, even if we sit here and say that this movie is objectively bad. Uh, the game is still a great time. So, I mean, what it goes a... down in history is one as the, like the Mount Rushmore of modern shooting games. Yeah. Not it, many people are going to remove remember this movie. It's, but when it comes to shooting games, it's going to be halo. It's going to be max Payne. It's going to be splinter cell. Yep. And I don't know, maybe one of the Call of Duties. I don't know. That's gonna be the Jefferson. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "I don't give a shit." But um, which uh, Archangel and I were talking about that earlier, actually. For, just to go back to the video games for a second. Yeah. How important, if you think about it, when it comes to the third-person genre, are Max Payne and Hitman? Oh, yeah, definitely. You have the the third person in terms of perspective of being sort of a stealth game, and then you have this, which is full out front with actually good controls between the two of them. You compare any of the other games that are third person shooters previously to those two, the controls are awful. Controls yeah. as well as the camera. Yeah, you take yeah like Prince of Persia or or Tomb Raider into account with these early three D games, and great games usually right but like i said with tomb raider awful camera controls um there were things like there'd be like a delay in the animation from when you press a button just because of how they hadn't really tuned that side of 3d stuff so to see games like hitman and max Payne come out a few years later and kind of really improve on a lot of those things uh, it just like automatically makes them great fucking games and then you look at just kind of the way the controls of both Hitman and then Max Payne, how they go in terms of being a third-person action series. Yep. Look at that, and, you know, not that long afterward, you have the likes of, well, say, Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. You have the Gears of War franchise. You have the Uncharted franchise. The ones who set the standard that, oh, hey, all AAA uh, third-person games, they have to be well, third-person, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, this game this game uh definitely set a lot of precedents for 
her stuff. And I mean, uh, it's obviously still killing it if it's come out on basically everything besides Nintendo consoles. So, anyway, yeah. uh, main reason I wanted to divulge onto that is now think of just all the ways this movie kind of shit the bed in terms of it did <laughs> none of those things for filmmaking here in the oh United States. Oh my gosh, it was. This movie was hard, y'all. Because oh, we haven't done it yet, but one of the things that has always irked me about Doom 2005, and don't get me wrong, Carl Urban, not only is he one of my favorite living actors, but he's also one of the nicest celebrities I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Carl Urban is in that movie. He looks like he's having a ton of fun. Everybody in the movie looks like they're having a ton of fun. Attention to detail on all the background things. All the casting crew on that, they knew what they were making. Unfortunately, the story department had no fucking idea. <laughs> and I make fun of this, and when we inevitably do the episode on it, I'm going to do it again. Why the hell, pun definitely intended, would you take the hell out of Doom? Oh my god. I don't know if any of y'all have seen any of the Doom movies. There's multiple. Um, they're harder to watch than Max Payne. But, here's the thing though. We say they took the hell out of Doom. Why did they deposit the demons into fucking Max Payne? <laughs> So, well, one thing you might not realize about the, the story from the game is there was actually a bit of, of uh, Norse mythology and stuff in the game. So. Yeah, they call the drug Valkyrie. They don't have a goddamn flying motherfucking angels in it. Uh, yeah, you might be right. I, I guess I didn't really get too far in the game to know, but... Nope, the experimental drug that you use that actually makes you go into Tromoborlicorn uh, is called Valkyrie, which is what they're using in right, this, right, and right, that's right. what gives yep. them their superpowers, I guess. But yeah, no, that didn't allow them to see or be felt by demons where one person is killed mysteriously by one in this, and you're like, why did you put this in Max Payne? Yeah, it was, okay, so I know I said before that I had actually, like, walked out on this movie and I wasn't really paying attention at all, but um, even if I was trying to pay attention, I don't think I would have been able to follow it. It was just, like, boom, 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 like, things happening. There was, like, a, an action scene every once in a while. Otherwise, it was, like, constantly just Mark Wahlberg being dramatic and talking to people that you've never seen before and Mila Kunis being like hi I'm Mila Kunis I'm holding a gun I forgot she was even in this movie <laughs> we, we watched it two hours ago and I, I forget Ludacris was in this movie like what the hell Like <laughs> every time the camera looks over at Bo Bridges you see him hiding the split he's hiding behind his back because he and, <laughs> he and his brother Jeff were smoking off screen just before and he's just like oh that's right yeah oh. Yeah, the, the cast for this movie was wild. This is probably the best cast I've ever seen for a video game movie. It was wild. I mean, you got Marky Mark, you got Ludacris, Mila Kunis, like I was saying, uh, Bo Bridges. Um, Chris O'Donnell, it's like, where the hell did you drag his ass out of? Yeah, uh, and it had, um, gosh, I can never remember the guy's name. Oh, uh, the, the guy from Barry. The, uh, the... Yeah, he has like a brown goatee oh i'm talking about the guy with the alopecia from barry <laughs> oh <laughs> no there was like a lot of a lot of like recognizable faces um but then just everything else was shitty like the whole movie was shot at nighttime <laughs> and with green screens with... however oh there is one thing God. i will say during the pentultimate shootout they have at in the building they literally did end up shooting there for a month, and they used 6,000 squibs. And I look at that, and I just go, how? I, I, there I, was two camera angles the whole fucking scene. It was ridiculous. Like, and so, on top of that, just looking at it, I'm just like, unfortunately, you guys blew your load earlier in the film where you're using CGI on this, so you know what? I have no suspension of disbelief when it comes to explosions going off, so I'm just like, oh, well, more explosions. Well, than one frustrating movie. thing that could have made this movie a lot better was the action scenes. They'd start an action scene, and it would just be nothing but close-up shots of each side but never really kind of showing enough of what's going on to understand what's actually happening 
Um, all of a sudden, people are teleporting across rooms to hit each other, and, and just like things like that, where it's like this was very poorly directed action scenes. And then between the action scenes were these long, just detective bullshit explanation stuff, where it's just it. There were elements that might have done it for some people, but them all combined didn't do a, a thing for me. You know what is a better, both a better representation of of a detective story in a in a video game movie, as well as a better adaptation of Max Payne than this movie. The first Mortal fucking Combat, because uh, one, you can see what was going on. Two, there was a mystery, and three, it's closer to Max Payne than this piece. Of <laughs> and I actually enjoy the Mortal Kombat movies. So sorry, a bit of a stretch of a joke, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> but I figured I better throw that one out. And. Kind of the funny thing that I've been laughing my ass up all, at all week before we fi- finalize that we're doing this movie. I, this week, for the first time, got to see the masterpiece that is 1997's Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights with oh. with Mark Wahlberg playing Jack Dickler. <laughs> and just the way he firmly caresses the handguns in this movie, I'm just like, Mark, <laughs> that really was a prosthetic they gave you at the end of that movie, wasn't it? all nine inches (laughs) yeah so i i hadn't downloaded this movie until maybe five minutes before you got here to watch it with me and so i didn't realize that marky mark was the main character until i went to download it and i was like oh oh no uh so maybe that kind of ruined it for me before coming into it but um the one thing that I will say coming out of it, though, that put the biggest smile on my face is that they had in the end credits, it said, personal trainer and chef of Mark Wahlberg was Paul Wahlberg, the owner and main head of Wahlburgers. And now I'm thinking to myself, because I've never been to a Wahlburgers, do all the Wahlburgers, are they all named after um, either inside jokes or, like, character names or references to Mark Wahlberg movies? I have no idea. I've been to a Wahlbergers maybe once. I guess more so I'm saying if they don't do that, why don't they do that? Because literally, you're Wahlbergers. <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, maybe we should um, <laughs> get this wrapping up here soon. So, Do you have anything else to add, Elmer, before we do Bop or Flop? Now we can get right back. We can get right into that. No, this is a this is one of the biggest flops I've. <gasps> oh, oh! I made sure I took a screenshot of that. No, oh my god! How the hell did I forget to almost bring this up? I am so sorry, ladies Uh-oh. and gentlemen. I am so glad I remember this. This is a thing of beauty. So, <clears throat> Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg has stated in, this is an actual quote on IMDb now if you've never been to the trivia session, section on IMDb I can tell you this right now the trivia section on IMDb definitely puts the trivia in trivial because it's oh like boy. what the flying fuck do you people have that's not better with your time than this bullshit anyway this one's on here and this made me laugh my ass off oh boy Mark Wahlberg has stated in interviews that John Moore is one of the best directors he has ever worked with. Oh, no. Other directors Wahlberg has worked with include Tim Burton, Martin Scorsese, Paul Thomas Anderson. (laughs) They put that on there to go. Yeah, he's got a Michael Bay. Oh, boy. Well, anyway... We all know what we're going to say, but bop or flop, Elmer? Well, I'm just going to do this quote from the actual uh, the game designers of the original game. We're apparently unimpressed by the motion picture adaptation. You don't say. I didn't even work on it, and I can tell you I'm probably just as unimpressed. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was a flop for me, too. Um, for sure a flop. I... You know, I maybe it's maybe I would have liked it a bit more if I was like more into action films, or you know, if they if they actually had a little bit better direction on the film or something. But 
this was really just a, a, a big bummer. Um, so I'm sorry to anyone that likes it. But for me, um, go play the game. Go play Max Payne. It's, you're going to have a good time whether you're into shooters or not. Um, even if it's just for a, you know, a quick session. The game is a lot of fun. Um, stay away from the movie, maybe. <laughs> so let's put it this way the quote unquote demons slash angels in this are supposed to be Valkyries you want an actual good thing that involves Valkyries that I just saw last night that is probably my new favorite movie of the year go see Robert Eggers's The Northman with Alexander Skarsgård best adaptation I've seen of a Shakespearean property in a very long time gorgeous great action to it great storytelling it was two and a half hours that felt like I was in the theater for an hour. And go see that. Don't watch <laughs> this. Yeah, this was this is not fun. But um, luckily, this is the last of our, our, our bad movies for a little while. <laughs> um, next week, we're going to be starting on the Halo series. So we're going to be reviewing at least the first three Halo games. Um, maybe Maybe we'll do Halo Reach, too. Um, what but, about the Bloomkamp uh, filmography, though? I, that still technically counts. Uh, it does, but I don't know if I want to cover it. I mean, this new Halo series on Paramount is um, doing pretty well, a lot better than any of the other adaptations have been. So we'll we'll do this one and see where it goes. But um, yeah, <laughs> within like this this month that we're going to be doing Halo we will probably likely have um, a guest on to talk about a really cool um, older movie which will be a lot of fun to watch even if it's not that great um, yeah they were supposed to be on on tonight's episode but something came up and they had to change plans but we're rescheduling so I apologize about that but we switched to Max Payne, last second. So um, stay tuned. If you're interested in Halo, I'm sure the next few episodes are going to be um, a lot of fun. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I, I haven't played Halo in a long time, but I, y- you know. Uh, we've both been huge fans of the series uh, growing up and stuff. So Shit, I might have to reinstall uh, the Master Chief collection on Ooh. my fucking Xbox uh, <laughs> yeah, next, I, this next week. Play a little bit after work. So. If you want to play, I have it on PC. We can play together. Ooh. So maybe maybe we'll do that too. But um, yeah, before we go here, if you uh, want to figure out where else to listen to us, you can head to gamelink.click. You'll find all our links there as well. If you if you want to, um, you know, see our, our the video of it, you catch us on YouTube. We got the YouTube link there, as well as the link to my Twitch, Twitch.tv/lebby, where you can catch us live, uh, just about every Sunday here. So, um, with that, um, thanks for watching. Uh, stick around if anyone's here for the uh, Q and A, and we'll maybe talk a little bit. So, we'll see you next week, guys. Stay safe, stay sexy. Hello!